0: This is Xane Anderson, and welcome to the principal podcast today. Today, I am thrilled to have with me Amanda Clark. And I've got to tell you, I was super impressed. Amanda is an owner. She's the owner of Everso Organized, which is a full service home organizing company based out of Orange County, California. She specializes in helping busy families and individuals declutter and create beautiful, functional, and organized spaces as well as implementing systems to help them better own their time and spaces. But one of the other things that was so impressive to me is that she's a mom of three children under eight. She's been there. She knows what it's like to be a parent and have questions about organization. Welcome to the show today, Amanda. So grateful to have you here.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me.
0: So so tell us a little bit about what you do. Tell us about yourself a little bit, Amanda.
1: Yeah, I'm a professional organizer. How fun is that?
0: <laughs> right.
1: I um, uh, for about 15 years, I was actually an elementary school teacher, and then I had three babies in 20 months. And if you're trying to do the math, that's twins. Um, so my twins are almost eight, and I have a six-year-old um, boy, girl twins, and a and a little boy, and um. I resigned from teaching to stay home with them, and I love being part of a community. So I found that um, having small children, I uh, joined a lot of mom groups, and a lot of those moms were complaining or overwhelmed by their homes and disorganization. And so I would volunteer, oh, I'd love to come over and help you. I love that stuff. And, uh, by the time my youngest was about six months old, I thought, you know, there's a business here. I think I can, um, get out there and help more families get organized. And so I started that business in 2018.
0: That's awesome. You know, and I think this is a struggle for a lot of parents, Amanda. I think a lot of parents feel frustrated. They feel like, how do I keep my house clean? How do I keep it organized? And frankly, that's one thing that, that discourages people from wanting to have families because they feel like it's going to be so disorganized. They're not going to be able to, to, to think straight. Tell us this. I, I would love to hear how you do it. Like, do you have organizing tips? Well, how do you do this? Like, Tell us some things that would help uh, parents who also have children who are young.
1: Yeah. People who have humans in their homes. Yes. yes humans.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes, Let's so take it all... to that level. Humans, just humans, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, the the joke in minimalism is what what do you call somebody who lives very minimally and has very few items and it's called a bachelor? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, going back a little bit um uh, with my own story, when I did choose to stay home with the kids, um, I always felt like I was a very organized person, even as a kid, I was organized. And so I was, I was ready to take this head on. I'd heard, Oh, with kids, there's so much stuff that comes in. I said, okay, I I'm, I'm not worried because I'm going to have that organized. It's not going to get out of hand. Well, I, I, I had a problem right away. Of course, the showers, the people come on, coming over to see the babies bringing things. Um, and sure enough, there was so much. I found that instead of playing with my children, enjoying my children, being present with them, I too was spending all this time cleaning up and, I knew it wasn't because I I couldn't organize it. And so um, at the time that I was pregnant with my third, we uh, moved out of a thousand square foot house into a 2200 square foot house. And I got rid of half of my belongings. I just, I knew it was too much, but the move was a great uh, reason to start letting go of items. And the more I did that, the freer I felt. And so this wasn't an overnight thing. I spent a year getting rid of those things. And it's an ongoing practice. I, I still monthly um, declutter and go through those items.
0: Wow. So you went from a house that was, you went to a house that was double in size, but was still, a, we're still able to get rid of a lot of things and you just felt free.
1: Yes. And you know, the, my big aha moment was when I was playing on the floor with my kids and I thought I've done it. I, I am not cleaning up. I'm not cleaning up after their childhood. I'm being part of their childhood. I'm being Mm -hmm. present in this moment. And of course there's things that you have to do to keep a household running, but I wasn't Organizing, reorganizing, picking up the stuff because there was a lot less stuff. We all have too much. Um, I do consider myself a minimalism, and I, you know, I, I still, I still have stuff that I, I can let go. Um, but it, it became easier and easier when I would let things go, and then realizing I wasn't looking for them, I wasn't missing them. Um, I was making do, I was saving money, I was saving time. Um, And that was a big part of the organizing business was I wanted to help families organize, but I wanted to open their eyes to living with less. And so when we do go into client's homes, we're not there to make them get rid of things, but they've come to a point where they've had it. They're willing to pay a professional to come in and help them. And oftentimes it's maybe a family member that continues to bring things over. Um, their love language is gifts and they gift mm. and they gift and they gift. And these clients are now overwhelmed. They may be depressed, um, and they, they need help. And I'm there to help kind of walk them through this. You know, it may not be minimalism. Um, I like to call it essentialism. What are the essential things that you need to live with?
0: So tell us more about that. What is minimalism or essentialism? What is that?
1: So I think a lot of people visualize a stark white room with one chair, no artwork, no books anywhere. And minimalism or essentialism is what do you need to be happy, maybe to um, use Marie Kondo to spark joy, you know, these items that are really important to you um, that bring satisfaction to your life. What does that look like? That might be a whole wall of books Um, that that might be a, a closet full of beautiful clothes, but you're being mindful about what you're bringing into your home and what you're keeping because every single item we own is taking energy from us. Um, I love to use the example of a coffee maker, um, a coffee maker may be giving us energy, but you need to keep it clean it's taking up space in your kitchen. You need to buy filters or pods or whatever for it. Mm-hmm. Now, most people would say, "Yes, I'm willing. I'm willing to do that for the coffee maker. I wouldn't want to get rid of the coffee maker." Um, but what about the panini maker? And what about the popcorn maker? And you know, what about those pairs of shoes you haven't worn in five years? All of those things need something from you. So taking a step back and deciding, yeah, this item is worth that time, that energy, um, and then really narrowing it down to those essential items that that um, make you happier, make you feel more fulfilled, not the items that are stressing you out.
0: Right. Wow. Great. I love that. So, So let me ask you this. Can you give us some actual organizing tips. You know, if people say, well, I need to get my closet, my kitchen, my playroom, what are, what would be some tips you would give to a parent looking to get organized?
1: Right. I I love this question because I have so many, (laughs) so many um, tips and tricks uh, that I do like to share. So thinking about the closet, um, one of my favorite tricks is If you would normally put your hanger in the closet and it would be facing away from you, the hook would be facing away from you. If instead you could turn the hook so it's facing towards you, just turn it around. And I like to do this in the beginning of a season. So all of my summer clothes, I turn around and then as I wear them and put them back in the closet, I put the hanger back the normal way. So as the season is, um, going by, you can see what clothes you are actually wearing, not the clothes that you could have sworn you have worn, (laughs) Mm. but what's actually being worn. What, um, you know, what is the 20% of items that we wear 80% of the time, right? That 20, 80 rule is, is, um, uh, works in the closet. And at the end of the season, Really take a look at those items that you never did wear. And what's the reason behind that? Um, and that I find makes it easier for people to let go of the clothes. Because if we just open our closet, we go, I, I'm pretty sure I've worn most of these, but that's a great trick to really keep an eye on that. Um, I also have um, a bag in my closet so that when I know I want to get rid of something, I don't have to take it downstairs or in the garage or wherever I put it in a bag until the, uh, and then when the bag gets full, then I donate those items. So have, have it there, have it simple for you.
0: Wow. Um, I like the process that you're talking about here. It's like, you should said, mentioned something earlier that had taken an entire year for you to get to this place. And you're saying this doesn't need to be, Hey, I'm going to go in my closet today and ransack and throw everything away, even though you may, You're saying it's a process that's thoughtful that you're going through here.
1: Yeah, it's it's organizing, decluttering. It's a muscle and you need to use that muscle and and make it stronger. So I feel very confident now when I let things go, uh, because I know it's not it's it's not something I'm going to regret later. You know, anybody can say, oh gosh, I remember when I let go of this one thing and I needed it later. Um, those jeans that I'm waiting to get back into. Once I lose that weight, I'm going to be so frustrated that I let those jeans go. And I say, you might have a moment, maybe a few minutes of, of regret but you are dealing with those jeans in your closet for years, for months. And every time you open that closet, you feel a little bit bad about yourself. Oh yeah. Well, I shouldn't have eaten that last night or I'm not going to get in those, jeans. you know, you just have this, um, this talk in your head. Um, and again, those jeans are, are taking up space in your head and also in your closet. So letting those jeans go, if you get back into those jeans, Get yourself a new pair of jeans. You deserve it. <laughs> Don't <laughs> feel go. like you're you're keeping these items just in case. Because just in case is what fills our our attics and our garages and our cupboards and our closets and it's it's causing stress whether you're aware of it or not. Letting mm-hmm. it go is is sometimes feels harder, but in the long run it's so much less stressful.
0: I love that. Those are some great tips. I've never heard those before. Phenomenal tips. I think I'm gonna to have to try them today. Even.
1: Can I can I give you a couple of quick ones for yes. the kitchen?
0: Yeah, the kitchen um, That's what I was gonna ask about.
1: So a couple of things I really like to do is decanting food. If you go on my Instagram or or uh, Pinterest, you're going to see beautiful um pantries with these decanted food. It's not just to look pretty. Although that is a great perk. Um, when I say decanting, I mean, having jars where, um, or, or plastic bins where you get the crackers from the store and you're dumping the crackers in something clear so you can see it. And this does a few things. It gets rid of the messy packaging so that you don't have all these boxes and bags. Um, so it does look nicer. You have no idea how many crackers are in that box. And if you live with other humans, has your kid left one cracker in there or none at all? And you don't even know when you go to the store, if you need to buy more. So putting it in a clear container really lets you see what you have. You're less likely to overbuy or underbuy, forget it. Um, I had a a friend who has teenage boys and she said, oh gosh, I don't want to do that. Those boys go through food so fast. I will not even get a chance to put those crackers in the bin. And I said, just try it for two weeks. Let me know. And she came back and she's like, okay, I'm a believer. They less food went to waste. Cause they could see it. They weren't constantly pushing the, the cracker box aside, looking for something else. Um, and all these other things I mentioned, she knew what to buy. Um, and, and sh- the whole family knew what was available. So decanting food. Um, I, I really think that's important. And if you're worried about expiration dates or uh, directions, you can cut those out um, tape them to the bottom or even just slide them inside with the food. Um, I do that with, uh, pancake mix, things like that. Um, and then I, I could go on and on about the kitchen, but, uh, one more thing, I call it the, the toaster challenge. And I challenge your listeners to put the toaster away when they're not using it. And I get a lot of pushback. People say, I use that toaster every day. And I believe that they do use that toaster three minutes out of the entire day. But the rest of the time, again, it's taking that energy from us where it's a cluttered, um, uh, it's, it's on the countertops. It's taking that space. I don't have a massive kitchen. So this much space that a toaster takes up is a big deal to me. And so putting that toaster away in a cabinet and just taking it out when you need it, most people tend to leave it in, in the cabinet um, over time, meaning they like having the clear counters, um, but just just trying these things, even if you're so sure you or your partner's going to oh they're they're not going to like it but it it really can feel like you've got that clean kitchen.
0: I love it. What about the playroom?
1: Oh gosh, <laughs> yeah. What about the Legos? What about the the games, the toys? Um, you know that is hard because kids have so many toys. I will say that research has shown that the fewer toys that kids have the longer they will play and the more they will use their imagination. So I've got some clients that feel guilty. Oh gosh, I I feel bad getting rid of this. And I'm saying, no, you're doing them a favor having less or bringing less into the house. Um, Having blocks, dolls, magnetiles, dress up, games. Those are the main things that are helping our kids be creative. Not the plastic things that light up that you press the buttons and they do one or two things, um, right. and and those are the things that drive parents crazy anyway. They don't That's right. They don't, they don't want to hear want those that. those
0: sirens and those noises yeah. coming from the toys. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let let the kids create their own sirens. Let them you know use their imagination. So having few toys really is the the magic here. That, that helps everyone. And that's what I found out as I had less toys for my kids. Uh, you know, I have a whole wall of books um, as a as a teacher. Um, and as a mother who is a teacher, we've got lots of books. I can't declutter those. Um, but the toys, I don't have a, a problem with. Um, so having less of those things um, and make it easy on yourself. Although it is fun for organizers to put the, the Legos by color in different bins, there's the white Legos and the pink and the red and, and put it in rainbow order. It's less likely to stay like that. So sure. if you can have a bin and that's where they throw the trucks and another bin and that's where the dolls go. Um, Not trying to micro organize those areas, but have those bigger areas. And if you are having a hard time getting rid of toys, doing a toy rotation, packing things up in a box, putting it in a space like a garage or a closet and rotating that every few months. It's like, it's like it's their birthdays and they're opening new things when you bring that out, but it does take things away. Um, and also maybe you don't even want to bring those things back, but if you can put a date on that box and say in three months, if my kid does not ask about these, it's okay to let it go. And if they do say, mom, where's, um, where's this doll? I will go get that doll, but I'm going to leave the rest in there and then let those items go later.
0: I love that. You know, it was really interesting. So one of the things you reminded me, I remember one time we took our children camping, and we didn't have any toys to speak of, and they were thrilled just playing with rocks and dirt, out camping and they, it kept them entertained forever. I mean, there was literally just rocks and dirt and that's what they wow. were playing with, but they had a great time. They didn't need the sirens. They didn't need the the whistles and the, the noise making mm-hmm. with the pushing buttons. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. I think as parents, sometimes they think, oh, well, we have to give them these fancy things, the, the newest toys. And sometimes just being able to play with a simple set of blocks where they can build and be creative and, and think that might be enough, right? Yes.
1: Yes. And, and I, I've always thought it would be fun to have a birthday party for a kid where the theme is boxes and Tupperware, <laughs> because <laughs> right. that's, that's what they, they end up playing with anyway. Right. Just those simple things, you know, bring a wooden spoon. We're gonna, we're gonna have a party.
0: <laughs> right. I love that. I love that. Um, So let me, I wanted to back up and, and just talk about one thing you said before you said When you got rid of these things that helped you feel more free, like it was like, this wasn't taking the energy as you've talked about. It wasn't taking the the space in my mind and in, in real life that you've talked about. Can you tell us a little bit more about how getting rid of unnecessary stuff just helps you feel free?
1: Yeah. I mean, you, you touched on it with like going camping. Um, it's also that feeling when you go on vacation in a hotel room, and you just have your bag that you brought, you, you're not missing it. You feel relaxed because you aren't cleaning and, um, and taking care of these things and, and fixing broken things. Um, it's, it's that same feeling and it can be done in, in your own home. Um, sometimes I get pushback. back. From people that say their, their partners aren't on board. Um, because usually if they're, you know, listening to this podcast, there's something inside, they're ready. They're ready to, to make that change. They're already, um, uh, they understand that that is the magical thing is, is having less. Um, and I just would tell people to worry about their own things that as, they get rid of things and their family members will see them get lighter, see them complain less, um, yell at the kids less about cleaning up, uh, whatever that might be, um, and they're able to keep their things Uh, more organized, Um, I always say, start with your bedside table or your side of the closet or wherever is is just your own space that nobody else is going to get into. And then as the family members see that, it happens all the time with my clients, then those family members start doing it themselves. They start getting on board without having to push them. Um, That lightness really can be felt by everyone around them. Um, and they, they catch on to that. Um, it really, it really is just the secret to all of our homes. Um, I know it's fun to shop. I know it's that sense of possibility. Now that I own this thing, it's going to make life easier. And that is rarely the case. Um, whatever you're bringing into your home is probably going to take more energy from you.
0: Wow very profound. So you're saying if everyone's not on board in my house, it doesn't mean I have to get frustrated with them. I can just start with me. As you said, the bedside table work on you and people will, you sit, you said, you've seen it happen multiple times where people start to see how light people are. And yes. Along. Oh and yeah. It.
1: We've been, we've been organizing uh, client's kitchens And the husband goes out to the garage and he starts getting rid of things. (laughs) And, and these wives are like, you are worth every penny (laughs) because (laughs) everyone just starts, you know, when you take that time to get organized, to let go of things, it is contagious.
0: I love it. So let me ask you this. How do you get organized if you're on a budget?
1: Mm, Yeah. You know, on, on. Like I said, my my Instagram or Pinterest. Um, we take products to clients' homes um, because we know what uh, what bins and baskets work well. Um, but it doesn't need to have. You don't need to go to Container Store and buy all the bins and baskets to get organized. In fact, I have been shopping at Container Store, and I have told people. You need to declutter first before you buy all of that, because Mm. everyone does it the opposite way. We get inspired by going to Target, Container Store, um, Ikea. Okay, if I get these bins and baskets, then I'm going to be able to get that space organized. But what if you went in the linen closet and you realize Half of these are from a queen-size bed and you don't even own a queen-size bed anymore. And you can let those um, those sheets and blankets go. Um, once you declutter the space, then you know what you're left with. Then if you need a bin to go right there to store something, you probably have one in your home. It doesn't have to be new. Um, I have used the small boxes that the iPhone comes in because you know, those are beautiful boxes. Everyone has such a hard time tossing those. <laughs> and I I do encourage people to, to get rid of them. Um, even for resale value, I rarely see, uh, see it worth keeping it. Um, but those are great for the bedside because they are shallow and they're thick and you just, you know, use the, the top and the bottom and that's what you can use to, um, to organize things. So looking for those bins and baskets around the home. And if you wanted to cover, um, a box with a uh, wrapping paper that you had, you know, you can, you can make this, um, um, aesthetically pleasing. But ultimately if let's say you're doing your garage, very few people are are even going to think to buy all new matching bins. We just collect different bins, uh, every year. And so when we organize a garage, if we're not switching out the bins, we put a, a black label on the front of every bin. And that really, it becomes really cohesive because the labels match. And that is a very simple thing to do, even though all the boxes might be different. So, you know, little Mm. tricks like that, because of course you want a beautiful space. You're spending a lot of time and energy on that, but please don't run out and go shopping for, for new bins. You got the, you had bought those from Target two years ago. They're somewhere in your house already. Mm,
0: Right, right. So start with just getting rid of the stuff before you go get the bins.
1: That's right.
0: Let me ask you this, what are the main roadblocks that your clients hit when they're trying to declutter? Maybe you've already told us some, but if, if we've missed any.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I see the same thing happening, um, over and over. And, you know, one of those is you feel bad because you spent money on something mm. and that money could be a thousand dollars on a handbag. You never wear Uh, you never use, or something from the Target dollar bin. It just hurts knowing that you spent your hard-earned money on something that now you're going to get rid of. Um, And you've already spent the money. So you're not saving by keeping those things there. Um, And I encourage clients to let it sting just a little bit so that the next time they do walk through that dollar section at Target, they're going to remember that they did feel guilty for buying that stuff and then not using it or not getting much use out of it to keep them from doing that in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, um, same thing with you know clothes that have tags on them. Um, just remember that, but know that that money's already been spent. Um, the second one is um, if it was a gift. We have such a hard time getting rid of items when somebody gives us something. But you have to remember if I'm going to bring you a gift, it is not fair for me to say, um, here you go. I'm going to be back in two weeks, and I'm going to expect that it's on that shelf, and you're going to be dusting it, and you're going to be making room for it, and you're going to be enjoying it and and using it. Um, I'll 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 make sure, uh, you know, pretty soon. And I think that's kind of what we have in our head that oh I can't get rid of it. They're going to know. They're going to know that I didn't use it, um, and you owe that person a thank you. You can say thank you to me. And then you can go, when I leave, maybe go drop it in your donation bag because keeping it for a week or two weeks or a month, it's not serving you. If you know that this is not going to add to your life, let it go. Um, It's not fair for me to, to put parameters on that gift. And often clients will say, uh, you don't know my mother-in-law. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, there's always that family member that might be keeping track. Um, and, you know, a lot of those loved ones, they are, they're showing their love by giving gifts. That's their love language. And I, I don't want to take that away from them. Um, but, you know, these clients, like I mentioned, they have paid a professional, they're overwhelmed. Um, they might be depressed. They might be anxious. Um, And I say, I think it's time that you have that heart to heart with that family member who loves bringing toys to your kids every time they come over, but it just, it gets to be too much and let them know it's a lot. And I'm, and I'm, I'm really working to declutter my life and make things easier so that I have more time to play with the kids, not clean up after the kids. And if that person chooses not to hear you. And the next time they come and they bring items, you let it go because you've, you've done what you can do you in letting them it. say how you can, they can be supportive. Um, or a, an, an easy one is also great. If they're nearby, leave that at your house. The kids would love to come play with it next time they come over. Right. Um, there's one more roadblock and I'm, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but do you have any guess on what that might be keep you from letting go things you want to keep around?
0: That is a great question. I don't know. I don't know.
1: So I, I wonder if you um, went in your garage and opened a, a drawer or a cabinet, what mm-hmm. is in there? Because my guess is you're keeping those things just in
0: case. Just in case part, Mm -hmm.
1: because you went on that, that, um, the camping trip, you know, you went on that trip with the family Mm -hmm. and you, um, you're going to need those, those items again. Now it might be 10 years until (laughs) maybe you go on a certain type of trip or a certain activity. You might not need that, um, um, uh, uh, tool. For, for years from now. Mm-hmm. Um, but we all keep items just in case we, we might need this. Um, and there's this great 2020 rule that says, if you can replace that item in less than 20 minutes for less than $20, let it go. If you can run to the wow. store later and pick it up, let it go. Because when you open that drawer and it just explodes, it's not. It's not worth it. You can't find what's in the bottom. You can't find that one tool that's important, um, and it, it makes me so sad when you know I maybe ask a friend, "Oh, do you have this? Can I borrow it?" And they say, "Oh, if only I could find it." Why own something if you can't get to it right away? Um, that's a perk of living with less. If you ask me. For a Superman cape, I, I can get that for you in, in three minutes, even in the garage, in a bin. I, you know, I don't have that many bins, so I can find it. Mm-hmm. Uh those snow boots that we in Southern California use once a year. I, I can find those and I can lend them out. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you live in a, a neighborhood where you know your neighbors. Can you borrow that ladder? Or can you be the one that has the ladder that everyone else can borrow? Just mm. kind of thinking differently. You know, there's buy nothing groups, there's online groups you can you can use, but can you let those items go so that they don't clutter all of your spaces? I know you're thinking of a couple of things right now that. <laughs> <laughs> you're well, probably guilty of keeping.
0: <laughs> I'm sure I am absolutely. One of the things that I really like that you've said though is I, I I really liked that you said to let it sting a little bit. I mean it's almost like the disease is the cure, right? You know they, you know like when you're sick for example, here you know if you're throwing up and you're sick, you're actually your body's trying to get rid of the stuff that's not good for it. and so the throwing up as painful as it is is actually helping you get better. And it's, at least your body's trying to, right? And so right. in this same situation where you're saying, okay, I've, I've invested this time, I've bought this thing and it cost me a lot of money and I now I have to keep it. Um, letting it sting a little bit is actually a good thing. So, you know, that's kind of painful to let go. But now the next time I'm in Target or the next time I am shopping and I see that one thing that's kind of nice or whatever it is, I'll remember the sting and I'll just say, I'm not going there again, right? Yeah, yeah. I, don't have to. I like that. Um, I really like that. So basically let it sting a little bit and it's okay to say, you know, if, even if someone gave you a gift and then the just in case stuff, maybe we don't need everything just in case. Right. right? I
1: love that. Right. One. Yeah.
0: So I have a question for you. How do you get your kids to clean up? How do you, you know, how do I get my kids to clean up?
1: Oh, okay. This, um, this is so fun. I actually got to speak at career day in my son's kindergarten class And, um, I spoke about being an organizer and then I encouraged the kids to declutter when they got home. Um, and I sent home a note to the parents and I said, this is my favorite trick to get your kids to clean up. I actually showed the, this video to the kids in class and on your phone, when you are taking video, you have a time-lapse feature. And so I sit back in a comfy chair and I tell the kids, okay, this playroom, this bedroom, this living room needs to be picked up. And I sit there and film them and I try to keep it steady. It looks the coolest when you're not moving it around. And I just say, oh, oh, I see something under the chair there. I just, I, it, it. It's wonderful to be, I say, a lazy parent. It takes a lot of planning, but to be a lazy parent, it feels so good. Okay. Oh, pick that up. Pick that up. And then at the end, we watch the video. And of course it speeds oh, them wow. up and they're picking everything up in 20 seconds and they want to watch it over and over again. Um, <laughs>
0: what a great tip. It's what a great tip. So
1: talk. it's so fun. And you know, posted on social media, like, oh look, I'm a genius. I got my kids to, <laughs> to clean up. The kids love it. And I even have an organizer friend that does that. And she says her teenagers still like doing that. So, you know, maybe, maybe the whole family, you know, you can set it up and, um, and clean out your own closet and just see it, see it go by quickly. So that's, that's my favorite cleanup tip, but also expecting your kids to do it. Please don't, I know it's faster, easier to do things yourself. Um, but if you aren't really pushing your own children, like this is your responsibility as part of our family to keep this house Um, nice and tidy. And also for you to be able to find your toys. Um, One of the kindergartners said, will you come organize my my room for me? I said, oh, do you like to be organized? And he said, no, I don't like it when my parents get angry that my room is a mess. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, it, it helps everyone if the parents are calmer. So even if the kids don't like to clean up, it's to their advantage to to make this happen. Um, and hopefully that's a, a fun way to do it and not not be angry, frustrated about it. But say, this is fun. We're going to clean up today.
0: I love that. It's such a great tip. I mean, I could see that doing I could see us doing that with our own children. What, you know, let's let's watch this video about how fast you did it. I love good, it. Good. So what do you do? What what do you do with kids' artwork, their schoolwork, the keepsakes? What do you do with that?
1: Yeah, so much. I mean, it's coming in constantly. And as an elementary school teacher, I know I, I couldn't wait to get it out of my classroom and, and uh, home. <laughs> um, so there is a lot. And I know um, parents who they keep everything because everything is special, especially in those preschool years where everything they do is a first and it it is special. The first time they drew a letter, you know, you want to keep those things, Um, but it's going to drive you nuts. It's, it's going to be too much too, too quickly. Um, And so my favorite thing that I do with my kids is um, I take a picture of the child holding that item. Now, often I've heard, Oh, take a picture, make a book, but, uh, no offense even even looking back at my kids preschool stuff, I mean they're scribbles. they're, you know, this isn't this isn't Da Vinci or anything um And so when I look at those pictures of my kids and their faces are so proud, I love looking back at those those um those photographs. and I try to put the kids in different parts of the home because it's really, A snapshot of our life in that moment. If the kitchen's messy, if there's um, stuff all over the background, that's part of your world in that moment. And it's all going to go by really fast. So have the kids hold it and then let it go. And there's different things you can find on um, Amazon that you can hang pictures and switch them out of frames and things like that. And that, that's, that's fun. It takes work. You have to, you know, be thinking about it. And, um, and, uh, I, I, I do put artwork up. I know that it's, it's good for kids to, to see, um, that what they do is important. Um, but you can't you can't do that for everything. So take a picture of your, your kids holding it. Um, at the end of the school year, I have collected things that I think are important. Um, I throw away the worksheets and the tests right away. That, that's nothing I need to keep. Um, unless I, I want to talk to the teacher about it. Um, but at the end of the year, I I've kept items. Um, and on my Instagram, my website, I do talk about more details on all these steps. Um, but I've got, um, important papers, artwork at the end of the year. And I let my kids help me go through and they'll tell me what's important to them and what's not. Um, and then I actually videotape them sharing a few of those items. And I get maybe three or four minutes of them talking about it because we all know those little voices, they're not going to be the same next year. And so even though I'm not as interested in the artwork maybe that they did, hearing them talk about it mm. and having that video is is priceless. I I never feel bad about letting things go. I feel like I I've I've kept the important moments. I do keep some things. I do keep them in a box, uh, kindergarten through twelfth grade, a single box, so that one day they can they can do what they want with that box. But it doesn't serve anyone when your kid moves out in their twenties and you're like, all right, I brought you twenty boxes of your childhood. We know they're not going to want that. So as the parent, I declutter. I, I, along with them, help choose what's really important um, and not keeping too much so that keeping too much, nothing seems special anymore.
0: I really, really like how you, instead of making it about the little piece of artwork or a little piece of, you know, this is the schoolwork, it's about them explaining, hearing their little voice, as you said, that's the memory that you really want to keep. Is the video of them when they're a certain age saying, "Hey, look at this art that I did," and the way they're describing it—that's much more important than the actual piece of paper that they that they drew, right? And is mm-hmm. them themselves—is they're they're pretty much the the keepsake, not really the the thing. The well
1: memory said. Memory. Yes.
0: Yes. I love that. One last thing. I, uh, tell us about getting a handle on paper, and I know this is a struggle that I have. You know, the the, the mailman is constantly dropping off more ads and mail and some are important and some aren't and, and you're getting a constant flow of paper into your home. Just how do you, how do you handle that?
1: Yeah, I, um, I use different websites that'll help you opt out of things. Um, catalog choice can help you stop the catalogs from coming. That's huge. Um, Opt out. I'm sorry. I think you'd have to Google that. Something about opt out will help you have less of the, um, uh, the mail, the junk mail that comes in. So if you can kind of stop some of it from coming in, that's really helpful. As you are walking in, get rid of that junk. Um, handle it
0: one time. We're not putting it down and then looking at it and then thinking about it and then sorting it. It, It's just, we look at it one time and it's done. Is that what I'm hearing?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think if you can walk from the door to the trash can and then be, have those two bills left, you've done yourself a favor. Um, and then keeping all of those things in a single place so that you're not searching. And I know that's hard. We're, we're doing a, um, uh, we've got a slab leak. So we're renting a home right now. And I've had to create these spaces for these systems that worked really well in my other home. Um, but it serves you so well if you've got that place that you put paperwork. Um I I auto pay almost anything and everything. So I do get very few bills that do come. Um, so I don't I don't miss out on anything. Um And then I spent my time during the beginning of COVID switching over to paperless and I scan everything and I use Dropbox. There's a scan feature and, um, and I believe you can do this without paying, um, and you can scan the bill and, put it in Dropbox. And then you can type words. Like I have everything on my car that's ever been done. So, um, the mechanic gives me the, the printout I get in my car. I actually scan it before I drive away so that I can toss that piece of paper. And Mm -hmm. then I can search carburetor years later and go, Oh yeah. Remember when this, you know, Mm. got fixed filter, whatever, because it's scanning all of those words for you. You can pull that later. And it is so handy. I I tell parents this becomes so important when you are at the emergency room or urgent care and the doctor's asking you about things and you're like, oh, I've got that all nicely organized at home in a file that's not doing you any good. I can bring up my file my Dropbox app and look at my kid. And by year I put all of their medical and I can say, yes, they've had these vaccinations. They've, they had pneumonia this day. I mean, with three kids, I forget that somebody had pneumonia a few years ago. (laughs) Like it just, it's a lot. So having that information, wherever I go on the cloud is so handy. Then keeping those papers in a in a file. And it is a process, but if you can start with your car paperwork and go from there, it gets easier and easier to do that. And like I said, now I'm just, I get something, I scan it and it's done.
0: Love it. Amanda, this has been amazing, these tips you've offered us. This is great. How can people get a hold of you? One yes.
1: Well, please follow me on Instagram at ever so organized. My business name is named after my daughter Everly. So ever so organized. And I do a lot of tips and tricks on there. Um, that's a, a, a good place to find me. It's also very calming when you are ending your day and you're scrolling through beautiful closets and pantries. <laughs> there's, there's something um, calm about that uh and also my website eversoorganized.com i have a uh online course online courses um, that your listeners can check out from mini courses that are just how to organize and declutter your your bathroom to whole houses and they can get 10% off using principle10
0: awesome love that Thank you so much, Amanda, for being on the show. We'll include some of those a link there to your website and some handouts uh, in the show notes.
1: Great, great. Is there
0: any last tip that you would leave uh, if, if you had to say, "Hey, this is one thing that I want people to know when it comes to organization"? Is there any last tip you would leave our listeners with?
1: Yeah, be be kind with yourself. We're all struggling. We're all we're all trying to get a handle on our stuff it's a process and it's really not perfection, but just processing through that. Um, no, nobody can reach perfection. Um, so if you can do progress over perfection, that's perfection. That's the way to go.
0: Awesome. Amanda, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's been an honor having you. And uh, feel free to reach out to Amanda at eversoorganized.com. Amanda, thank you again for being on the show. Thank you. Appreciate it. I am so jealous of my wife because she gets the ultimate career. She gets to train and nurture and love our children more than I get to because I have to be doing things like this podcast parenting is the ultimate career if you like what you heard today please like subscribe comment leave a review thank you for listening you can also check out my book what i want my children to know before i die it's available on amazon and other bookstores thanks again for listening